I'm pulling a, uh, I'm <laughs> pulling a Keith. Where you, you, you already do my something. Tripod I knew. I, I saw the look on your face. Well, I was just seeing if we could like get it closer, but then I realized. I can crop it. Yeah. Listen, you're ten steps ahead of me. Just let me think. I'm, I'm doing good. I, well, I didn't say a word till you <laughs> did that. <laughs> so what's the word? Another thing. I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> I can tell you look fucking. Usually when the hoodie's on, and then like you're just like leaning some kind of which way. I can tell you're like Tired. smacked. Yeah. Do you have any caffeine today? Yeah, I had two cups of coffee this morning. Big, yeah. The- and then I had like a hundred milligrams of some pre-workout bullshit. Oh, I know what I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even feel that, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like something about coffee. Not that that's gonna like wake no, you up a shit time, but like I feel like the same amount of caffeine and coffee versus like an artificial <laughs> source, whether it's a pre or an energy drink, just like it hits you different. Yeah, I think also. For me, it's usually the flavor. Like, if as long as it's mm-hmm. bold, like esque. And this is a little bit more like chocolatey, nutty. It's like, I, I did order a blend this time actually. Nice. One blend, one single origin. Yeah. Nice. It yeah. usually wakes me up. I can drink coffee all day long. I could, yeah. 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 I mean, not like. Only thing it. is, like, I feel like people say it, it uh, dehydrates you. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense because most of it's coffee water. is water. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like I, I pee a lot more often because yeah. it is more of a diuretic in a way. Mm-hmm. And then also my, my like tongue feels dry. Yeah. But it, I could yeah. sip it all day. Me too. could sip it all day. Me too. Smells good. I was going to say, you're looking at it funny. It might be too hot, well, I though. I some shit floating in it, but I'm pretty sure you... There's a lot of gnats in my office. I was worried I was going to like... One of them was going to fly over while I was pouring in there and it would just have it. I definitely it. think I got one. A gnat. Hold on. I'll find it. Legit? I think so. It looked like a little dot up in there. Oh, shit. Hey, it's protein. <laughs> Cooked his ass. <laughs> anyway, guys, this is the All or Nothing show. Yeah. And then there were two. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, what's good? I was going to say, so I got a couple of notes, because a lot has been going on the past two weeks, I feel like. You know, yeah. I had last week off, so if you didn't know, Matty and I took last week off. We had a lot going on. Uh, a lot of little trips we wanted to do. We are moving into a new apartment. And so Tuesday, dropped the question, got engaged. So that was one thing. Friday, we moved a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so the tr- the weird scenario is we were living at my parents for a few months to just save extra money to buy a house. Well, like five, six weeks ago, they just all of a sudden decided to sell. And so we had to kind of scramble real quick to find a place, move stuff, figuring out what we were doing because we weren't ready to buy just yet, but we also didn't want to spend another year in an apartment you know, locked down. So we did find a place more space and more expensive than we needed just because of the time, you know, scenario. Uh, and so we did that. We also did a six month lease. So like not only are we paying for more space than we need, but we're also paying, paying the premium money. for that. So getting a little bit fucked over, but it is what it is. And so we moved in Friday and you know, there's pros and there's, there's a lot of cons, man. Now like, like money aside, it's good thing is it's closer to the gym. So trips are easy. Good thing, although we didn't want to pay for it, we have a good amount of space and storage. But the bad thing is, it's supposedly the first floor, right? But it's not really the first floor because the way that it's constructed, you go up a few, st- like you go up two steps when you're walking towards the um, apartment building, but then you go down like seven. So really, it's like negative and a half floors. Yeah. Uh, so when we're moving like our dresser and everything in there, it wasn't like oh a straight shot from the curb. 
it was like we got to go up a few stairs, then down way more stairs, hold it at a weird angle, fit it through the door. Yeah. And so that was a little bit of a pain in the ass. There is a good news because on the back side we do have, instead of a balcony for our unit, since it is technically the first floor, we have a little patio, which makes it easy to get Dobie in and out and things like that. But the other huge con, which is important for like Maddie and I trying to grow our social medias and everything, there's no lighting. Like, the light is shit. There's yeah. no, in any of the rooms, no ceiling light, no ceiling fan. So all we have to light the place is some lights in the kitchen and um, our own, like, lamps. Yeah. So it's pretty fucked. Yeah. And also there's there's windows, but they're on the back side of the building, which faces trees. So there is very little natural light at all. I lived in an apartment like that. Yeah, and it's got the popcorn ceiling. Like, I feel like I, I'm hitting, like, rock bottom. <laughs> it's not Actually, shit, but, yeah. the apartment I'm in now, it only has, like, only one room has a built-in light. I'll say it's a little bit similar to your type yeah. of, like, building. Uh, just a little bit different, but the same probably, like, age and, like, yeah. aesthetic and everything like that. Like, that kind of um, brownish cabinets and everything. Like, wow. here's the thing. They, they like, pushed it, which we weren't going to say no regardless but they didn't actually show us the unit. We just tore, like, you know, the model unit or whatever. And they were like, oh, we're updating the kitchen, and you're going to have new flooring throughout. The flooring's fine. It's nice. It's a new vinyl flooring. Yeah. But all they did new to the kitchen was they might have changed the cabinets, but the cabinets don't even have, like, knobs or handles, which mean? is weird. So you have to, like, almost, like, pry it from the side. Oh, yeah. Ours are like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't like know a, why the fuck. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Yeah. I feel like it's just your laziness. And then the other thing is they put in, like, new stainless steel appliances, which, okay, like, I don't actually, they're not even stainless steel. They're just, like, black. and But they're newer. So I'm like, okay, that's nice. But the problem is there's no microwave either. So now we got to buy our microwave for, like, a few months before yeah. we move out. It's, it's just a little fucked. It's a little fucked. So been a little bit stressed with that. But we moved in almost everything Friday. Saturday was a trip to buy a bunch of shit and, uh, you know, things that we needed, more lamps, blah, 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 house goods, things like that. So, uh been a busy, busy week, and honestly, glad to be back because although we were, like, off, I was still editing and working, just working yeah. from home, which, you know, it's nice in some ways. You feel more relaxed, but in other ways, it's weird because with my hard drive connected to my computer and everything, I'm, like, kind of uncomfortable. Everything's not really set right. I'm not in a working mood. Yeah. So, it was a little fucked, but overall, glad to be back. Good. Happy to be in a rhythm. I'm a routine guy too. I haven't even been able to really make my like normal breakfast because for oatmeal you need a microwave. Yeah, a microwave. And so I've been doing just like a smoothie, but we don't have ice, so it's like a w- warm smoothie. Yeah, which just feels bad too. You all gotta like buy the ice trays. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. 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 It's tricky. And coming from like <clears throat> my parents' house, we basically had nothing, yeah. which is easy in some ways to move. And because we eventually want to move to a house, we also don't want to buy a bunch of shit because we're going to just sell it again, like the microwave, right? Yeah. And so it, we're just in a tricky spot, but, you know, it is what it is. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because, you know, I'm in an apartment. I plan on being in an apartment at least another year, if not probably two. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I'll get into that later. Um, But. You know, Sarah, she'll mention, oh, we should buy a new couch. I'm like, no, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Because if we buy it for this joint, it's probably not going to go with whatever house we get. Mm-hmm. And you're going to spend 800 to 1000 That's another thing we're trying, like couch. the few things we are buying, Yeah, we're trying to make sure it fits an aesthetic that we want to carry into the new house. Like, we're buying some of these, like, 
you know, uh, tones that are either white or black or, you know, like light green a- green accents mm-hmm. that we know we want in our future home. Yeah. But they kind of look shitty or stupid here, but we don't even care. Yeah, of course. We're not even, we're, like, time. yeah, we're not even really going to hang up any, like, paintings or, or decoration items that we have. Like, it's literally just, you know... <laughs> <laughs> just plop down whatever like the second bedroom we literally are like lighting it with the studio lights that we have yeah <laughs> you know and that's where you know maddie and i will set up and film some stuff here or there but it's uh yeah it's a it's it'll do it'll do damn but been doing that and then uh also this weekend i was excited because i went to rei because with you know fall season coming the marathon coming, I had like two items that were on my radar to get. One was a headlamp because it's been dark as shit, you know, until like 7.30 basically. And so I'm not always running super early or super late, but the times that I am, you know, it gets quite dark kind of quick. So got that and then also got a uh, new hydration vest. And part of that was the one I have now is fine, but upgrading was something I knew I wanted to do eventually to something a little bit more breathable, more comfortable, lighter, fits more snug across the body. And then the other thing was the one I bought comes with two soft flasks. And I watched a video a couple of weeks ago of this runner that was telling or explaining basically why he never uses one of those bladders. And basically it was because a couple of reasons. One, it kind of backloads you. So a lot of the weight's on your back and that can just drain on you a little bit, which I've felt sometimes. The other thing is in a race or just in general, they're a pain in the ass to like refill because you have to like unslide the, you know, the enclosure, separate it from the tubing. Then you got to fill it up. Like it's just like a weird kind of system versus a soft flask. You can screw off the top, you know, fill it up. And the same goes for cleaning. It's way easier to clean a little bottle than it is all the tubing and the bladder and the connector valve and all that. And... Especially even when it comes to like when I do want to do a you know another 50k or 50 mile race things like that when I'm running to an aid station I need Maddie to refill it I can just already screw up the top hand it to her fill it up back to me go rather than you know grab out the bladder unzip this and so um, a little bit of that but anyway I was debating on like just buying one and then buying another later waiting for a Black Friday deal but it was nice to get it in person here's a little like weird tricky thing too that I thought was interesting so REI they have like a a membership thing that gets you I think it's like 10% off lifetime or whatever and there's only the reason I didn't sign up for it before because I didn't understand this but it's only a $20 fee and you get a lifetime membership which is kind of strange but like a Sam's Club membership type thing like well Sam's Club or BJ's or Costco you pay like monthly right yeah this is just a one-time thing. And it just gives you what discount? Yeah, you get like... Or a deal of some sort? You get some deals, you get some benefits. And one of the thing is uh, you get... Temp- I think it is like on all your orders 10% back, like almost like cash back or something. But they don't give it to you immediately. They yeah. give it to you at the end of the year, a, which is kind of uh, strange. Vitamin Shop does that. Yeah, so the girl at the front, she was really sweet. She was kind of explaining to me. She's like, hey... If you buy this, if you want to pay the 20 bucks for the membership, you're going to get 34 bucks back. So, like, it makes sense to just do it. So, I ended up doing that. Uh, I just thought it was, like, strange. I was, like, asking Matt. I was, like, did I just get fucked over or did she actually help me? Like, I was <laughs> trying to figure that out. Got sold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, anyway, that was the weekend. What would you do? You were trying to bike. Yeah. Um, What did I do? Well, you got a new bike. I did. So, uh, fucking... What... I'm going blank. What did I do? Friday worked. 
Uh, we need to get the AED out for you. Yeah. Saturday, I went to a gym event, Iron Heritage Gym in Caroline County, or Bowling Green, whatever you like to call it. It's Carolina, Maine, because right. How was that? It looked cool. It's good. Because uh, was it was it the same weekend that that town had like a fair or something? Yeah. Was that right? It was like a town festival or something. Okay. So supposedly they think they had like 20,000 people in like one oh, spot. Oh, shit. Nice. So there was a lot of foot traffic through the gym when I was there. A lot of people coming off the streets because they're right in downtown. When I say downtown. There's just like one street. I know in it's the a town. little town. I could see it. So, uh, you know, obviously people come by and they're like, "Oh shit, didn't know a gym was here." And uh, since there's no gyms, yeah. pretty much, this is the closest gym. Iron Belt's probably the closest gym, yeah. besides Fredericksburg. Yeah. So there's no gyms up there. So they're creating or filling a void within that area, which is probably going to be huge for them. When I was up there, I was like, "Oh shit, a lot of people want a gym." Yeah, I wish we had a little festival because a lot yeah. of people don't know that we're here, <clears throat> right? But. Uh, that was good. Had a great time. Thank you, Morgan, and the whole crew up there for having us out. Uh, met a few people, sold some product, blah, blah, blah. Had a great lift as well. Um, and then Saturday, it rained its ass off, so I didn't do shit. Came back home. But uh, actually, I went and rode the bike. Yeah, I came back in here and rode the yeah, bike. Yeah, you came back late and rode the bike. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Sunday, I knew the weather was going to be good, so we went mm-hmm. down early in the morning to try and knock out some shit on the creek at the property. Cleaned up a bunch of shit. I swear, I think that was the last weekend I'm cutting trees. I'm pretty much done. As I said, I feel like every weekend is <clears throat> trees and clearing debris. Yeah. It's like once you get into the thick of it and you realize like, oh shit, there's a lot more than you think. But uh, And what's the deal with the retractable pier? Oh, <laughs> the fuck, man. Sinking this So <laughs> the thing is about that, I guess since it's been there for 40-ish years, that the tide has never really been changing. I guess global warming, I don't know what the fuck it is, but for some reason- High tide is like touching the brim or the bottom of the pier. And it used to never do that. When I used to get down there was mm-hmm. when I was little, high tide would still have like a good foot before the water mm-hmm. would even get close to the pier. But we had like a big rainstorm on top of high tide. And next thing oh, you know, that's the pier just sort of went away. <laughs> it was just like, you know, another <laughs> inch above the pier. <laughs> and uh, so when we go to fix it you or refurbish it. it, yeah, we're going to have to raise it. But uh cool thing about the pier is, is the county – isn't allowing any more piers on that creek at all. So, like, and they've been doing that for years. So, if you have a pier, as long as there's poles in the ground, you're, like, grandfathered in to fix it and, like, repair it or, like, you know, keep it up. So, no other properties can put up piers up and down that creek. So, we have a leg up. Domination. There's there's not a ton of piers on that that creek. So, if new houses get built, they can watch us on my pier. Yeah, get fucked. (laughs) Get fucked. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. I've been loving it going down there because it's such a change of pace of, like, doing training, being in the office, Mm -hmm. whatever, and then, like, going down there and just, like, physically using your body, which obviously, you know, you do with your run. Different way, manual labor, getting your hands dirty. It's fun. And just, like, wrecking shit. I'm sure once we start working on the house, it's going to be a little bit more of a mind fuck because I'm not, you know, a carpenter or anything like that. I just take a chainsaw to a couch and rip mm-hmm. it the fuck apart. <laughs> Dude, I almost called you for hours. I didn't know if we'd fit it uh, in or out of the house. but I we can did. bring it. Yeah. Small fee. I can cut that bitch into however many pieces you want. <laughs> but uh, it was good. It was good. And then Sunday, after that, came back, and uh, I had some pedals show up for my bike because I bought a new bike. So this one is a road bike, an actual road bike. It's not. A, I can uh, see the differences now in person a lot more. <laughs> you know, the tires are a lot thinner. Way thinner. Yeah, a and lot lighter. The main thing is, yeah, the bike overall is like fucking a feather. Frame looks yeah, yeah lighter. A yeah. feather compared to that tank I was riding. Yeah. And I'm sure over miles, that's going to make a oh, huge yeah. difference. 
And not only that, it's going to allow me to go faster. Yeah, with less. I like it's got the two bottle holders too. Yep. That'll help you. Yeah. So I uh, bought this from an old cat. He said he bought it a couple years back. Looks like this. a big date, 6'4". Yeah. <laughs> he said he bought it when uh, his kids were back home, was riding with them in the, on the Capitol Trail, and then stopped riding. But he says he wants to get back into riding, Sold wanted to sell this and get a newer, better bike. Which just one isn't bad. It's good for like a beginner. One man's uh, garbage, yeah. another man's treasure. But he was like, "Yeah, the one I'm looking at is like twelve hundred dollars." It's like, "Oh, bitch!" And then Ronnie, yeah. he's over here. He's like, "Dude, yeah, the next level is twenty like seven hundred. <laughs> he's like twelve hundred is pretty good, but he's like, once you get to twelve hundred, you should go ahead and hit that thirty two hundred. And oh, then there's a sixty four hundred yeah. one. Oh, fuck. And it's like, what the? Fuck? I don't need a car. Yeah. I need a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, you know, I always feel like running's expensive with how many different like pairs of shoes I'll go through. You know, I probably spend like a thousand bucks on shoes a year, yeah. you know. Close to it at least. But that doesn't even yeah, a bike is Well fortunately, you know, I only spent three hundred on this. Yeah. And about twenty four for the pedals. And I, I'm sure like over time though, you know, there's little things you have to repair, swap yeah, out or whatever. Um but Breaks. Still not too bad, yeah. Breaks, but uh, I when I went to go pick it up because I didn't want to buy it. Like I didn't want to spend. I was looking at some other ones that were like two fifty, two eighty. I was yeah. like, fuck, man, I don't want to spend money. You know, I'm trying to save yeah, money for it. the property, gym flow, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I looked at it as like literally a pair of shoes. I was like, all right, this is the goal I want. If I was going to run it, I would buy the pair of shoes to run in. So why wouldn't I buy like the bike to ride on? You know, yeah. so yeah, you got to make that commitment sometimes. Yeah, and. It, you know, I was talking to my mom about it too on the ride down to the property. I was like, you know, it was three hundred, and I, I know for most people it's not a lot, but at the end of the day, who knows? Maybe this three hundred can propel me into maybe doing an actual race after yeah. this hundred miler and figuring out that oh shit, I might want to go further than this. You know, because if I stayed on the fucking giant trail bike, I probably wouldn't. Enjoy I always it as think much. about like I think about it in a couple ways. Like one, you know. You have the actual value of it, of the product or whatever itself, but yep. then you also have all the experiences you're going to get out of it. Yep. You know, so let's say you're going on like, you know, three, four, five rides a week already, like within maybe a couple months, you know, maybe that 300 bucks really only costs you like five bucks a ride or something yep. like that. And then again, you know, where, where you can get from that one purchase is like super important. Like the first time. You know, I, I buy these pair of shoes leads me into like, you know, a whole passion or whatever. And it's, it's just way worth it. Like sometimes you just look at things as just like the dollar amount, but it is like the experience, the lessons learned, yeah. you know, all from that. And sometimes making that maybe a little bit more price your expense than you'd want gives you the excitement to do it. You know, it like, did I need to buy a new hydration vest? No, but buying that gives me that much more excitement to not only like get what I, you know, I'm doing done here, but a lot yeah. more in the future. With, uh, like you were saying though, I think once I started thinking about it, the experience of me just leveling this up made me stupid excited to go ride because I rode it in the parking lot with Jake's pedals on it. Now it still really wasn't like the best, but, uh, I realized just how much better it felt, more efficient. I was going that much faster with less effort. It just felt great. I will say comparison to ride though. I'm I'm interested to see me put 30, 40 miles on this one compared to the one with shocks and nice thick fat tires mm. because you felt every nook and cranny in the pavement <sighs> on this thing. It's rigid, like it's a rigid rough. You know ride. another thing. So, so two thoughts uh, that I want to say is first off, I'm really eager to see you get after it and hopefully really hold yourself to the commitment of that bike. Yeah. 
for a few reasons because it's not that I don't think or that I don't believe that you're going to be consistent with it or that, you know, the past few weeks, you know, motivation or getting it done has been here or there. But it's kind of like until I see you getting after week after week after week after week and like progressing towards that goal. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever you post, I'm not as amped up to see like the post, but once mm-hmm. I start seeing like those things, like yeah. those dominoes collect, um, I hope that like makes sense. Doesn't sound like a dick thing, but like the more I see no. you like take those serious steps, the more I get excited about yeah, yeah. it because I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to see him do this or do that. And actually like, do that hundred mile like yeah, no, I'm you know, going thing eventually. To. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm glad to see that you know that seriousness. I, I that definitely stuff. took the commitment and buying the bike. You know, I, yeah. Absolutely. If I wasn't serious, I definitely wouldn't have spent the three hundred. I would have been yeah. lazy. I would have been like, oh, I'm just. Keep that's I was happy that. to see that. Yeah. And you know, and get, and get the pedals and take the right steps and you know, you're asking the right questions to Ronnie and things like yeah. that. And the other thing that uh, you know, me and Ronnie were talking about the other day, uh, I think before you had bought the bike. But we're talking about, you know, hopefully you get out there and, you know, we've spoken about how hard it is to find like the right time. But but as long as you can like fit that in your schedule, you'll make sure it's consistent. The other thing when I was talking with Ronnie uh, was and this is before you bought the bike. Yeah. Was you had been riding a lot in the gym, which is still clocking miles. And I know he's told you like, hey, it's different. You know, it's different than, than out there. But one thing that he mentioned that I almost forgot about was like the balance factor and how it's different to balance on a bike than it is on the oh, stationary yeah, that bike. Takes no effort. Which sounds like a no brainer, but it's it's more than just okay, not falling, but when you're pedaling faster, when you're turning, yep. the muscles are engaging that you don't have to consciously think of, but they're engaging and yes. over like hours of riding, they're they're tiring out. I definitely believe that. And I noticed, like, when the stationary bike, and he's mentioned it to me, like, because we talk. Get up and ride, stand yeah, on it, yeah. Because going up a hill sometimes, or if I'm trying to catch some speed before hill or whatever, yeah, I'm I'm usually on my on feet. Horse. <laughs> yeah. And I do notice, like, after some of my longer rides, my ankles definitely ache a little bit because yeah. I guess I'm pumping so fucking hard yeah. and standing up, you know. I, I definitely get it. That, I'll that say needs- the deep waters show what what's tight. They show what's weak. Yeah. Like... Recent long runs, the first thing I notice that that gets me is the the hamstrings. They f- they fatigue, uh, you know, around like mile fourteen, and after that, I feel them kicking a lot. And then as those, you know, almost deplete, <laughs> the next thing that starts to kick in is a little bit of the quads, a little bit of the hamstrings. The calves and ankles have actually held up better nowadays than they have months prior. But yeah, you you see your true colors. Yeah. And another thing was uh and again another thing that you know but i just thought it was interesting because my mom asked i guess she saw uh that you got a new bike or whatever and you posted about the 100 mile run probably on facebook or whatever but she asked oh when's you know austin doing his 100 mile ride and i was like it's probably gonna be a few months um because another thing that uh ronnie had like mentioned too is uh you know and i know a little bit of experience just because on the running side of things you know i knew what i i thought and wanted 50k the 31 miles to feel like but sometimes you can't just like mentally tough out some things to where i feel like you you could cruise even with the training you've done now you could get to 50 60 maybe even tough out to 70 miles Mm -hmm. but eventually even if your mind is still there and your lungs are fine your calves your ankles yeah they're gonna fucking break um and you know that so I'm excited to see you kind of work towards it and build up towards it. And I know you set the goal of before your uh, 32nd birthday, and I think you can do that. Uh, um, like I mentioned, 
it's a it gives me some time, but it's not a lot of it's time. It's not at a all. lot of time. It's I what, gotta, two two months? Yeah. Is it only two months? Two in a week? Yeah. Two in a week. Um so about like, like nine, I, nine, ten weeks. So you gotta be on it. And yesterday, that's when I thought like when the pedal fucking I drove back and forth from this fucking gym twice because of the bike. I mean, I put the pedals on, I was like, all right, let me head down to the trail, get an hour and a half, hour yeah. forty five ride in. Half mile in, pedal fucking falls yeah. off. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck you almost I'm, like, fuck this well, shit. I, was, yeah. I, was, I almost said, I was like, you know, I'm going to go home. Fuck it. I, I want a nap. I didn't get one in yesterday. Yeah. I haven't, haven't slept much in a while. I was like, fuck it, I'm yeah. going to go home. But I was like, if I, what, what would a person do that wants to do 100 miles in this amount of time? That's the right They wouldn't go the fuck yeah. home. So I came, drove the fuck back up here, did a few intervals on the bike. Did 30 minutes and I was like, all right, well, Dude, I'm telling you, it is those like decisions that I, I don't know how to like teach myself to make those more or teach someone else to make those decisions yeah. more. It's but something you, you have, you to, have learn yourself. to, you have to learn it yourself. You have to wire your brain to just choose the hard shit over and over. And the more you choose discomfort, the easier it gets to choose that in yeah. the future. Because Saturday, so we moved. Another thing I forgot to mention, we moved, obviously. That changes kind of where I've been running a little bit. So Friday evening, I had four miles. Not a big deal. I thought there was this little, like, trail. It looks like a trail that goes around our complex. I was like, oh, it's probably like a little one, two-mile, maybe from lucky three-mile loop around, you know, the woods near uh, the apartment complex. No. <laughs> you go down the trail, and basically from what you see visible from the road, you go maybe another 50 feet, it's a dead end. Oh, shit. Like, what What the fuck do you even put the, the asphalt trail, yeah. there for? So I ended up just circling around local business parking lots for four miles. Sucked, but it wasn't too bad. What I did do is Saturday, uh, you know, more moving, spent an hour in Target, exhausted from the day. I wanted to just relax and watch some fights for the evening. Mm. They start in like, an, you know, 30 minutes. or They start in like an hour. I, I'm about to go outside. Huge storm comes over. Yes, Saturday. Pouring rain. Yeah, you remember that. Super windy. And so I'm like, fuck this. I'll wait an hour. I'll just watch some of the fights. Like, I'll skip a few fights. I can catch them later. So I do that. But at some point, I got to get out there. So 30 minutes later, storm kind of eases up a little bit. Still drizzling. I get out there. It's a little uh, cold, too. And I go to this spot that I had screenshotted months ago when I knew we were moving. And it's this sidewalk stretch that I was on Google Earth. I was measuring out and it, it looked like it was like a three mile out or like two to three miles out and then back type of deal. So it could be like anywhere from like four to six miles. And so I drive over there and there's nowhere to park. It's, you know, so, there's nowhere close to where the sidewalk actually starts. So this is an area on the road I have to like walk or run to, which is a little bit unsafe because the way that the hill works and everything like that, it's just a pain in the ass. And then also where... Any of the areas where you park near it are these businesses that I feel like on the wrong, wrong day or on a weekday, you can get towed. Oh, 100%. And so I just bit the bullet there because I was like, I got to get this run done. I'm not, I don't know where else I'm going to do. And at least this is going to be like a good like four or six miles. So I get running out there. And not only is it not the right length, it's only like a mile and 1.4 maybe out. Uh, but it's, it's downhill. It's uphill. There's wet leaves everywhere. It gets pouring rain on me like it's just the most miserable experience and just like you i thought like what is somebody who wants to run a marathon pr or wants to do whatever race what would they do in this situation and i realized like i'm just gonna have to just gut through this run because my goals are worth more 
than me skipping this run. Yeah. My comfort of going home and taking today easy is not worth not succeeding during my race or whatever run later. And you have to like just realize that, that this momentary suffering is worth it for the end goal. Yep. And it's so hard for people to see that sometimes, but the more times you choose that discomfort and that, uh, you know, that, that miserable feeling, you'll actually get better for the long run. Yeah. I think another thing that like hit me, so I mean, that was the initial thought was like, all right, well, what would somebody training for a hundred mile ride do? They wouldn't take the fucking day off, especially with the limited amount of time. But another thing that clicked with me is like, and this goes for not only the rides and working out, but like, I'm tired of not doing more with myself. Like I, 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 you know, I, cause I can get in a rut to where I'll be like, oh, well, fuck, I don't feel like doing much. I could take a nap on a Saturday or Sunday, right? I don't feel like meal prepping. So I'm just going to not, I'm not just not going to eat my food that I should tomorrow. So I can, I'll do it another day or whatever. I've, I've noticed that I don't want to be the same Austin I was a year ago or six months ago. And that maybe it's the fact that I'm getting a little bit older. Still, I'm only 31. You got to like, like apply pressure to yourself. Yeah. To I don't change. I, the shit that I've been doing is only going to give me the same result, you know, and I want more with business, with myself. I want to feel alive. Yeah. You know, instead of just going through Monday through Friday and looking forward to a Saturday, Sunday, just to get a break. Yeah. Fuck that. I want to, I want to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. And, you know, even where days do feel monotonous and you know, they're passing through. You wake up at 4 a.m., you're here. You're here till 6 or 7 p.m. You go home. You go to bed. It's back up, same thing. Even through those days, sometimes I do feel like, you know, I, I sometimes it's hard for me to see the far picture where I, you know, achieve whatever. But at least I can look at it and say, hey, a couple of weeks ago I wasn't doing 50-mile running weeks. I'm in the best shape of my life because of these decisions I'm making. And... Like you said, you just have to want more from yourself and just demand more from yourself because it's so easy to feel like fall out of that that routine and that workflow. And next thing you know, you're taking days off, you're resting, and you're just staying stagnant. Yeah. And I would see, I guess like it's a combination of just seeing other people and how they live and how they they wish, you know, and even me, like I wish I was doing more with myself. I wish I was at this level in my life where I, you know, you see other people that you wish to be like, but you're taking those days off or you're, you're skipping those, cutting those corners on, you know, food or whatever your habits need to be to get to that point. And it's just seeing that. And everybody's caught, a lot of people are caught in that cycle. And I see myself, I could get easily caught back into that cycle and I try not to, I just have that mental trigger. Yeah. But I just want to be more. I you know, what I feel more. like the biggest illusion is too, and it's something that I always kind of thought was that, you know, I only have to grind and get up this early and do, you know, work these 10, 12 hours days for so long before things get a little bit easier. Yeah. It's not true. No. And like the people you look at, whether it is a Nick Bear, an Andy Priscilla, whoever the fuck that's crushing it, they're, you know, doing six, you know, seven, eight figure, you know, years, months, whatever it is. Yeah. They're still not chilling on the weekends. No. They're still not, you know, you might see the you know, the occasional day they take off or do a nice, you know, dinner or something like that, but they're still getting up super early. They're still crushing it. There's never... And we probably didn't witness the 10 years or 15 that, years ahead yeah. of that that they did not get yeah. those chill days. And, and I think I've just 
I've settled into that reality, but even like with moving, I was like, oh, maybe since I'm closer now, I can get up at uh, 4.50 instead of 3.50 and just start my day a little bit later. I'll stay up later. I'll still be awake the same hours. Uh, and then I was like, no, like I can't, I can't take the foot off the pedal because I'll just start going slower. Yeah. And I know I'm less efficient after 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so I don't care if I'm still here the same amount of hours. I'm losing an hour of efficiency by waking up later. I'm, I'm cutting myself slack that I don't yeah. need or don't deserve. And if you're working till you get to a point where you can ease up, you're working for the wrong reasons. You have to just develop the the lifestyle and like the work ethic that doesn't stare at the clock and keep checking the watch for yeah. when the time's you know up and you can and you can clock out. You just have to fall in love with the process and just learn to enjoy the stress and yeah. the work that you're taking on. Like I've I've mentally and, and don't get it twisted. Like I get some anxiety at some points throughout the days or weeks to where I'm like, fuck, I'm a little over my head or damn this. I bit off a lot more than I think I can chew, especially with this property and the amount of money that's getting put in that or just effort and sweat equity, the amount of time I'm taking going down there every weekend on top of making sure that like, all right, do I have enough money just in case gym flow shits the bed and needs like, you know, emergency or something like that or whatever the case. And, uh, I deep down have like got an urge it's more so making sure I don't say no to opportunities, even though they might seem a little too big or a little far-fetched or stupid at the moment. They're like almost a little over my head, and I think the fact that I'm saying yes to most things, I don't know, it gets me a little more alive inside. It makes me feel like, damn, I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm only going to get stronger, mentally tougher from here. And I want to be in a point to where the shit that I'm doing now that feels uncomfortable, like it doesn't even – like. It's a blip. It's just a normal day. And even when you don't know, like, the answers and everything feels new to you, let's say, in, like, the business aspect of things or whatever the case may be, I like that I can fall back almost on experiences from lifting and try and create these analogies that carry me forward to where, you know, when I first was getting into running or years ago, right, a two-mile run felt like forever. A four-mile run felt forever. I remember the first time I ran 10 miles, and that was a huge milestone for me. And now, you know, I pushed that goalpost so far and you realize, you know, things feel big to take on initially. You know, it feels huge to run that first half marathon, that thing. But the the more you just put yourself through a little bit of hell, you put yourself through these these difficult things, they start to become a little bit more routine. You start to believe in yourself a little bit more, have that more confidence, mm-hmm. have that experience to where, you know, everything isn't just like an anxiety attack hitting you. You can take a deep breath, analyze the situation, and uh, take the right steps a little bit easier. Yeah. It is true. Like, you almost, you, you get calloused. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't feel it. It doesn't yeah. doesn't bite. The more you get up early as shit, yeah. the easier it is to get up early as shit. The more you get these workouts done, the easier it just becomes routine. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And another thing I'd written down was, um, I don't know if you're a subscriber, if you um, pulled it up, or I recommend you watch it, is... Uh, Nick Bear's Leadville 100 documentary came out Saturday. No, I haven't seen um, it. So I just started watching most of it little, yeah, yesterday, last night. And I finished it this morning. I was sipping some coffee before my workout. And uh, I always love, I think I've talked about it before on podcasts, I really like watching these ultra marathon documentaries that are on YouTube just because you see 
you really feel the experience. Like you see the, the, the planning that goes into those races as far as, you know, the five, six, whatever, two people that's part of their crew that they're planning, you know, here's what I need at this aid station. Here's an emergency. If blah, blah happens, here's what I'm bringing with me. You can see the people's mindset. You see the nerves, you feel everything from it. Uh, and you know, it, and even like the history of some of these races is really cool to see. So it was interesting watching, uh, for that reason, but also, there was a moment around minute 30 uh, in in the video and near the end of his race where he had like his darkest, hardest moments. And I remember watching Instagram stories that following morning when he was still running it. And I remember them talking about, oh, he's going through a lot of hard shit right now. And I, I was wondering if he was going to finish it or not. And very different, way harder on his end, but... The videos of him and the way he was speaking was almost identical to how I felt on my 50K around, like, you know, the mid-20s miles mark, where heads down, you know, trying to just power hike through some of these inclines and walks, taking mental breaks and just deep breaths and just looking around almost glassy-eyed. You know, the person that was helping pace him, similar to how Zach, my friend, was helping pace me with, like, you know, try and keep the spirits up. He would say, hey, how you feeling? And, you know, can't even put on anything for the camera. Just, it's fucking tough. Or, uh, you know, like, even Nick, you know, he knows this is going to be on a documentary. He can't even, like, give, like, oh, I'm doing my best. Or go one more. He's fucking shot. And I just, I know the feeling. And, you know, and and even as much as I, I think I know, and I'm sure it's way fucking worse when you ran two, three times what I was doing. But it really kicked into my mind how important mental training is because his body took him basically to 60 70 miles before it was basically purely mental um, on that back half so it really made me realize I think if I was to run something like that now conditioned or not physically I think depending on the race I might have a real hard time finishing it mentally and that's why I'm glad I have more time to callous the mind, build up confidence, and really strip away all my like inner demons and thoughts because I know I'm going to need that fortitude to push through when I look at it and I'm like, fuck, 40 miles left or 30 miles left? Yeah. Because I can call myself names. I can pull out deep thoughts. I can I can say, hey, I didn't, I didn't run 60, 70 miles for nothing. It's only 30 left. Let's go. But... When you're there, when you're feeling, you know, absolutely exhausted, you feel like you're just, you can't even stand. And also the fact that nobody's going to make you finish it. Yeah. It's all you. Yeah. Like, it's not like maybe some other things where, like, it's, you could quit at any time. You don't have to finish it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not something that you can just, like, check the clock either and it's done. Yeah. It's like you have to keep moving forward. And even if you're walking it, depending on how fast you've been doing before, how fast you walk it, you may not even meet the cutoff time. How fucking stupid are you going to feel if you're an hour past the cutoff time? You don't even get, you know, confirmation for finishing it. No. So I just, it just reignited some more fire into me of, you know, how, how excited I am to, to work towards these things and how important and how brutal they are. And, uh. Yeah, just, I don't know, it excited me a lot. I think you'd enjoy probably watching it. And uh, it was cool to see him have, like, a big crew 
uh, with him, I wouldn't have nearly <laughs> nearly the 10, 12 people, yeah. you know, he's got around with him. Uh, but, you know, I feel like the people I do have around me are all essential and special and things like that. And so I think, you know, uh, hopefully I can run another 50K or maybe even 50 mile in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be cool to do something like that. But uh, it just... It was a good reminder, again, like the mental training that you can only get through those tough decisions, forcing yourself to be miserable, forcing yourself to go through shit scenarios, because you only get better the more you go through those brutal runs, those brutal workouts, the brutal rides. The more you like suffer like that, the more you callous up. And when you get to that point in the race, you're like, I've been here. Yeah. And I can get to the other side. No, 100%. Um, I just like it because with, with those races, you sign up knowing there's there's literally no way you do the 100-mile race and you come out the other end feeling jolly. It's like you sign up for the race knowing you're going through hell. It's just when you go through hell and how how fiery is that hell. Yeah. I just fucking love that, you know? It's almost like uh, masochistic. I, don't know, I fucked up that word like hell, yeah. but I wanted to say it anyway. It's almost like a masochist uh, type of mindset, though. And I think with fitness, especially with ultra sports or ultra endurance sports, there is a level of that where you, you kind of seek maybe not pain per se, but you seek that discomfort and that suffering. Yeah. You, you like getting there and getting on the other side. I mean, me looking at the century ride, I look forward to – I when I envision myself – which I do like being out there in Williamsburg, which mm-hmm. is the turnaround spot, like 50.4 miles out. Like I'm looking forward to being like, fuck me. Uh, it's time to turn it back around. Like came back exactly the way you came from. And I'm like, I'm actually looking forward to finding myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you will. Yeah. Yeah. You will. I mean, I'm excited to be like, no, obviously I don't want to be just wrecked. Hopefully, I'm able to ha- yeah. handle it. Yeah. But uh, I'll be calling Sarah. Hey, yeah. come pick me up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to like, you know, almost like you said earlier, finding your true colors, getting yeah. out there and being like, shit, it's me. Like, I could I could quit now. I could call somebody to come pick me yeah. up. Yeah. But- I mean, I just, you know, I, I look back on, you know, the marathon I did and the 50K and, you know, the next marathon I'm going to do, and I just... It's, you know, you know, you're suffering, but you also in that moment, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this is fucking brutal. I hate this. But then, you know, as soon as it's done, you're like, I want to do that again. It's such a weird feeling. And I, uh, I feel bad for the people that aren't up to doing it, you know, because I just feel like you do really learn so much about yourself and you are able to take away so much from it and apply to life in general where you do feel almost a little bit invincible with other things. I feel like you're calmer under stress and yeah, you've just seen, you've seen worse times. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's just funny, man, how you stumble into different passions. Yeah. I never would have fucking thought of being into running let alone ultra. I remember, you know, getting into running. I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to do a marathon there. I do the marathon. I'm like, um, yeah, but I'm not going to do like a hundred miles or anything. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely doing a hundred miles. Yeah. If not, I'll do it 200 like at some point. And, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like life is just full of so many different things and passions. And I feel like you got to just find something that fires you up and wakes you up. And if you haven't found that yet, just keep trying different stuff. Yeah. You, know, you don't even have to like be excited about it now. 
maybe go for a bike ride, maybe play pickleball at your local, you know, gym. Just do do something. Just the more you do things, the more you find out what you what what excites you. Yeah. And I think that goes back to me almost saying like not saying no to everything you come across. Yeah. Exactly. You know? That's a really good point. Yeah. Cuz that can close doors or opportunities or a branch off into something cool that you don't even know about. Yeah. It's easy to say I don't feel like it or I'll stay in tonight or Yeah. No, nah, I don't want to sign up that. I have to, you know, that's a commitment I have to mm-hmm. do on Saturdays. No, like do it, you yeah. know. Sign up for that league or, or sign up for that race or whatever it is. You know, do that local f- 5K, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 30 bucks, yeah, but you might end up really liking it, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, because for a while, when you started running, I was like, oh, well, his lifting is going to get cut back a lot. And yeah. I think a lot of people looking on the outside, almost like I did at first watching you do it, is like, you don't have to give up. People still are waiting for me to give up my, <laughs> my lifting. Yeah, and I mean, you don't. <laughs> I mean, obviously, is it probably going to make you a little more sore, a little more tired? Maybe. I, I definitely can tell my legs sometimes if I blast my legs the day yeah. before I go ride, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah. And I still love bodybuilding. You know, I'm still going to yeah. continue training like that. But uh, I, I think that was one of the bigger things I think that scared me too was like, oh, Worry shit. about making a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I was like I was going to have to be one or the other. But I've so far I've been able to do both, and I'm sure yeah. you know some days I might not be 100. As long as you take it in like baby steps, yeah. I think you'll be able to do it for a long time. I think you know Ronnie asked me like, okay, when are you gonna you're gonna have to cut back your lifting? At some point, I looked at him, I was like, no. And I I think sure at some point when I'm doing like 70, 80, 100 mile weeks, I might have to cut it to one leg day, make the other one like a mobility or something. Mm-hmm. But for my upper body, there's there's no reason why I need to. The only thing that would, like, eat me up and one thing that he was kind of asking me about is, like, my energy levels. And I was telling him, like, lifting doesn't really burn me out or make me that fatigued for the day, especially, like, upper body. Like, I'm fine energy level, so I have no reason to, like, cut that back. Yeah. And I just think if you're – I mean – I'm having a brain fart, but I'm just thinking about, I just think a lot of people, yeah, they just plan on having to choose one or the other when in reality it's, it's not either or thing, you know, especially if you're not going to take it to an elite level. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Cause I think, I mean, especially like uh stereotypical, like body butters or even the, you know, that community, it's like, Oh, cardio. No, no, no. It's going to, it's going to, you know, yeah. no, it's going to affect my muscle or yeah. my gains, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if anything, it's just helped me get leaner. Yeah, it's lean. made my legs leaner. And I remember the other thing I was going to say when I was having a brain fart. And it was that Maddie, you know, said the other day, um, she was joking with me about like things she, or reasons she doesn't like me running. You know, it's just like just messing with me. Shit. And <laughs> third leg got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing she said is you're always complaining about being sore. And uh, I think, uh, so the one thing I will say is if you do want to do both, you're going to be sore. But one, the soreness goes away with time. Like Neiman, maybe he's listening to this. Yeah. He started running more. He asked me like, yeah, my legs are just trash. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen. Like you're going to be sore. And so the one thing I will say about trying to do both is that you will be sore as shit. Mm-hmm. Because at first, you know, you know, Neiman asked me the other day because he has, you know, maybe he's listening to this. He started running a little bit because he heard our podcast, blah, blah. And he was telling me, like, hey, man, like, I've been running, but my legs are completely trashed. And I was like, well, that's going to happen, like, the first week or two. Your body has to get used to 
running and lifting. You just have to push through the soreness. And at some point, your body gets better with it, and then you're not as sore. But you're continuously kind of leveling up the ante each week with the higher mileage and whatever. So you're going to go through periods where you're super sore, but you just can't complain about it. You have to run on sore legs. You have to train on you know, relatively sore legs as well as far as lifting. And obviously, you can't be stupid. If you're super sore, like don't do anything that's going to make it worse. But, you know, you, you do have to be prepared to be sore most days and often. Yeah. But it just raises the level of importance of sleep recovery, nutrition, uh, diet, all of those things, uh, just to make sure you're getting in the right nutrients to uh, recover and things like that. Yeah. Last thing uh, I'd like to hit on is me moving forward. I know you spoke with Ronnie a lot, and I, I spoke with him Thursday or Friday right as I got the bike. And, you know, I think one thing he's going to be helping me out with is uh, moving forward, ha- having some structured rides, you know, maybe X amount on the stationary that would give me a rainy day per se if weather hit the shit. You know, I could definitely hit at least one, if not two days in here, but then saving my long rides, obviously for outside. And that's where I go for distance and here really hard and heavy, quick intervals. Yeah. Time, RPMs, Watts, stuff like that. And then, uh, also helping me with a little guidance, guidance on like nutrition and timing out there, you know, uh, which I'm sure you have some experience with too. And I'm sure it would, it would relay or lay over both, you know, the shit that you would eat or drink would obviously work just as well for somebody on a bike um but just timing things out because the last few times i've been riding especially like my last long ride under eight beforehand didn't pack enough electrolytes during and didn't have anything out on the ride so like i was starving i was tired legs were heavy yeah and uh yeah nutrition for endurance sports fucking huge dude something that i just thought electrolytes everything yeah yeah you just just go out there and you're like oh shit i can do it but it doesn't hit you until the worst time yeah when you're like it's too late because you can't hydrate that quick yeah and plus yeah Yeah, all i had was what was on me and i was 20 miles out i was like well fuck this i guess i gotta power this back yeah you know so looking forward to that because I'm sure not only the bike is going to give me that extra couple percentage yeah. in performance and output, but the nutrition, the structured training, instead of me just, you know, going through the motions now, yeah. really setting structure. We were supposed to get up, up Sunday, but we never did. But here soon going to have that laid out. Yeah. So I'll give an update once I start following that. Good shit. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And if you guys have any questions about all the bullshit we're doing mm-hmm. and we're talking about because we are not New runner, new cyclist. Yeah. But we're getting into it. Mm-hmm. Humble and ready to work. Moving it forward. Yeah. Share the show. Ask yes. us questions if you got them. DM. No one's going to email us. DM or, <laughs> or comment. Yeah. Some shit like that. We'd love to discuss it. And uh, till next time. Yeah. See y'all next week. <laughs>